All right. Hey, everyone. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. We are on episode 42 of BKOT. Today, we have a guest coming to us from the other side of the world, which is exciting. We have Ben Stanberry. Uh, we're going to be speaking. He's the director of Prosper, and we're going to be speaking on brand identity for accountants. This is something unique that we haven't spoken on, so we're very excited to have Ben on. Ben, how's it going? Very well, thanks. Thanks very much for the invite, Chris. I appreciate yeah. you uh, reaching out. Those for sure, for sure. So tell us about yourself. So, uh, yeah, um, I am a graphic designer and brand identity specialist. Um, my um, agency, design agency, is uh, on the Essex Suffolk border in the UK, in the southeast of the UK. It's called Prosper. And I specialize in developing brand identity um, for accountants, um, CPAs, and financial consultants. Um, we've niched Prosper pretty hard, and for that reason, we rank globally uh, really well on Google. And I've been lucky enough to work with clients in the UK, obviously, but as, as well as Canada and uh, in the US, and get inquiries from all over. So, yeah, it's something I'm really passionate about. And we noticed uh, that sort of a, there was a, definitely a requirement in the accounting industry for some more considered brand identity development and visual identity. So that was, I decided in 2018 to make that my, my focus. Yeah, so how did you get started in the, in the specifically in the accounting industry? Because uh, the uh, brand branding is for you know everything, everyone. And so right. how did you get involved into the accounting industry here? Um, so I, sort of I had a crossroads and I decided that I was going to niche um, my company um, before before I rebranded it to Prosper and I'd done uh, sort of quite a lot of work in like festival branding and events branding and I'd also done a fair bit of uh, work through um, in accountants branding and the tax consultants and so I decided I was going to specialize and um, I decided to go down the route of um, the accounting um, branding and I felt that there was definitely more of a, a need for that and uh, I thought that was something that I could uh, go a little bit deeper on and so as part of that I um, researched 500 accounting firms in um, Essex and Kent and Cambridge in the UK, which are counties in the southeast of the UK, as well as London. And I looked at sort of 16 different metrics to do with how they present themselves online and how they name themselves, how they approach colour combinations, their logo design, etc. And I've published that as a body of research, which is available on the Prosper website. And I'm currently uh, working with a lady in the US called Katie Tolin and um, from uh, the CPA growth firm. And we are doing the same thing for 500 firms in the US as well, which we'll publish in uh, first quarter of 2022. It, it's, uh, it's an awesome story because when you think of branding, when you think of Apple, Nike, Samsung, Starbucks, BMW, but branding and accounting, it's like, uh, what, is, what, is, what is branding? And, and what, it's more than a, a logo, I'm assuming, but you know, how do you find it and, and, and how does it correlate with the accounting world? Yeah, that's right. I mean, a lot of people, when you say, you know, what is a brand? I say, well, it's just a logo, but it isn't. There's actually a difference between a brand and branding and then marketing. And so a brand is, is not necessarily a tangible thing. And it is essentially, to, to paraphrase Marty Neumeyer, um, a brand is 
the gut feeling that your audience will have about your company and it is it's the impression that you give about your company and but your branding is the way that you you put that forward and so um it's it's using your colors it's using typography um it's the tone of voice that you use in the language on your website for example um and it's using photography and it's all of these visual elements that um it's the way to represent your brand basically um so um one of the ways i like to look at it is if you're trying to create an impression about a company so to use an example if you were a funeral parlor, for example, when you were developing your brand and your brand identity, your visual identity, you wouldn't perhaps have bright pinks and, and sky blues and yellows, and you wouldn't have, uh, you know, Justin funeral parlor written in, say, a Comic Sans typeface, because visually your branding is not giving the right impression. And so, the, so the, the brand is the feeling you need to give about your company or the, the feeling that customers have about your company and your your branding and your brand identity is the way that you translate that feeling into something visual for people to understand because we're visual animals and so that's how we'll interpret brand is through these visual cues such as color etc um yes I, I well said i couldn't agree more because um i, I believe that apple is, is such a great brand i feel like uh, a lot of times that i may be paying way over than the actual product's worth but i mean i have a watch i have a phone i have the macbook and, and it's all about the brand right and so i i completely get that but now where do you see uh accounts investing and and what what would they um what do you see them investing in and then when do you see them uh, kind of rebranding re themselves? Well, I think accountants will often come to the stage, um, a lot with any business really, it's not exclusive to accountants, but they'll come to a realisation that they may need to um, have a rebrand. And this can come from a couple of ways. And the first is that they may look around their own industry at their competition and they, they may feel that they're, their competition is branding have recently rebranded and they're looking really sharp and they're looking ultra modern and they're beginning to appeal to that sort of younger generation of business owners and they may look at their own brand and say i don't feel we're sort of up to scratch now with um, with what the newer sort of uh, fresher companies are doing so they may choose to rebrand themselves to to, to raise the bar and, and, and another way um, which I, I see in the UK is that they may look around and say, you know, we've got this sort of grey and blue colour scheme. We've got a very non-committal lead statement on our website that doesn't really tell anyone anything. And they may wish to sort of uh, separate themselves from, from that side of things. And they say, well, you know, we, we want to raise the bar a little bit um, for our own brand and, and differentiate ourselves. And so we don't look the same as everyone else. So that's, that's two reasons. They're, they're similar reasons, but they come out of the same sphere that they, they want to raise the bar or separate themselves away. Um, and another reason quite common is they might just feel that their business and their services um, have really outgrown their current branding and their brand identity. They might feel that it's not really no longer appealing to the sort of customers they want is no longer appealing to the sort of talent and staff they're looking to attract um, and so they might feel it's time to to refresh or rebrand perhaps change their name and just give themselves a good makeover to reflect more of what they what they represent in in this current time yeah and i think it's very important now for um 
branding and, 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 and attracting uh, talent or staff yeah. because it's not about um, uh, folks who are now working, you know, 100 billable hours a week and, you know, they're the champion in that aspect. It's more about what for a new candidate seeking a, um, uh, a, a job in this profession, it's more about what can your firm do for me? Why do I want to work for your firm? How, how is your firm different? than any others. I feel that it's a different mindset with millennials and, and Gen Z coming into play here. And so how 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 do you uh, see accountants kind of uh, making themselves stand out and differentiating themselves for their clients, but also staff? Yeah, so for the staff is, that's, I mean, that's a big challenge we're facing the accounting industry is attracting and retaining that talent. And so this comes down to uh, what is known as employer branding. And this this definitely does cross over into like the HR space, which I'm not an expert on. But to, to look at your employer branding is to position your firm that um, is going to be attractive to um, potential staff and also operating a culture and making sure, you know, you, you have this internal culture that makes your perhaps younger um, staff want to stay as well. So um, again, from the very, very top level, you need to make sure that you're a firm that is looking differentiated visually, you know, you're not sort of in this grey and blue, really cliched sort of visuals that doesn't separate you at all. You need to make sure that your website is engaging and modern. If it's 2021 2022 and your website isn't working on a mobile device then you're not going to be attracting that sort of talent to your firm because they're going to say well these guys look like they're stuck in the past you know um and i think it's it's a lot about like your internal staff culture how can you demonstrate that you can nurture your new prospects um you know what what can you do for them to help nurture their career in your firm and when people are seeking for roles that you're advertising, I mean, it's guaranteed that they're going to be looking at your firm's website. So I would consider having a meet the team page to show your staff members. Um, think about the photography on that meet the team page. It doesn't have to be uh, very sort of grid based and very hierarchy based like so many of them are. You could have a more relaxed group photo, for example. Um, often meet the team pages will feature sort of fun tidbits about the clients, uh, sorry about the staff, such as, you know, favourite movie and little known fact, et cetera, et cetera. So by developing these sort of pages, you're really like humanising the, the company a bit as well. And I think that's worth doing. Um, and also you can consider having a, a careers or a work with us page on your website. And that can be, that can be a separate section on your website to current vacancies but this could be a page that talks about uh what staff can expect when they come and work at your firm um how you might nurture them um how you might train them and you need to talk about softer factors beyond just salary and how many weeks holiday you get i mean th there's a there's more things that you can talk about that are going to be appealing to that younger generation of employees they're going to be looking for a firm that share their values as well so um, if you can talk about your um, environmental and social policies and if whether you support certain charities and um yeah just reflecting values that will resonate with that younger members of staff who are perhaps in their 20s or their 30s that are looking to get a job in your firm or certainly that you're looking to try and attract to your firm should I say yeah 
Yeah, there's uh, one of our clients is a, a virtual CFO firm, oh. and on their website, uh, they create caricatures of all their staff, and they're yeah. all remote. And so now, not only are there caricatures, they're um, uh, where they work from, like the state. And so you scroll over it, and it shows their actual picture, right? And they have folks with us in India, and so the same thing's done over there. Mm-hmm. And 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 you're right. Going to um, uh, seeking to work for this firm, it looks fun, right? It looks relaxed. It looks like wow, they're remote. They're they're modern. They're they're with the times, and they have they hire globally, right? Yeah. And so I absolutely agree with that, but. Now, um, you got everyone, the accounting world's excited, ready to do this, but where do you see some challenges that they're facing initially and, um, and what can they do to get this off the ground effectively? Well, in terms of employer branding? Employer branding, as well as for their, if they're rebranding it within their firm. You talked about the website, you talked about um, you know, changing the colors. What, what are some other things that they could do? So I think if you were considering a full rebrand for a firm, I would you need to sort of do some strategy work before beforehand. Your brand actually falls into there's your internal brand and there's your external brand. And your internal brand is your sort of your brand values, your brand vision, your mission, your positioning statement, understanding who you're um, serving, and developing that sort of USP and developing that point of difference. Now that all of that sort of thing is is the internal brand which will be developed with the stakeholders of the firm through sort of strategy sessions with the branding agency Um, and then what you have the result of that is that you interpret that visually through your external brand and your external brand is the things that the person on the street will see okay so um You've got to make sure, uh, for a start, you can, you can think about your company name. Now, my research showed that almost three quarters of the firms that I, w- I looked at were named either after their founders or they were initialisms of their founders. And so you might have Smith & Johnson accountants or RSJP accountants. Now, mm-hmm. as a name, that's not memorable in the slightest. Um, it's not very interesting. Not, it's not very memorable. And... Uh, and a firm that's just named after the founder's name doesn't that doesn't lend itself to very interesting brand identity because you know where do you really go with that um so it's worth um seeking out an agency for example that could take you through a naming process and if you can come up with a name for your firm that is a little bit more inventive a little bit more evocative then that would definitely lend itself to a more interesting branding um, and it's likely to be far more memorable because you along with your logo your name is the most recalled aspect of your brand identity so it's really important that 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 stands out I think it, we're past having to name firms after the founder's surname in this day, day and age um, and beyond that um, to go through some other ways that you can differentiate would be um, your color schemes um, I see that sort of 53 percent of firms are I looked at just use uh, blue and grey as their key colour schemes, and I think, well, why? It's so uninspiring, and um, there, there's plenty more that you could do. It just doesn't have to be blue and grey. Um, it's worth looking at your positioning statement, um, which takes me sort of down the route of whether you should consider niching your firm um, into a particular client base or into a a discipline within the accounting realm. Um, If you niche, it allows you to understand your client a little bit better. It allows you to write far better 
targeted content um, uh, for your blog articles and develop thought leadership. Um, because if you say we're a, we're a proactive team of accountants that work with businesses large and small, then I've learned nothing about your firm. I mean, that there's no differentiation within that statement itself. Um, and a positioning statement is, is an in part of your internal brand. Um, and you would sort of reword that onto your website. But think about what the very leading statement on your website is. And does that really, does that really give you a point of difference? You know, um, further things that you would look at is your website design it doesn't need to be filled with text it doesn't need to be cluttered um, you know it should have uh, elements and space to breathe when you scroll through it should work on mobile devices etc and um, a big one it would be good to see more firms writing original blog content and um, for firms in the UK I don't mean just feeding like an HMI newsfeed into into a page on your website and calling it a blog because that isn't a blog and it isn't thought leadership in it at all um, but actual writing targeted content and again if you do niche then you will be able to write that sort of content a lot easier uh, and it allows you to give real substance to your social media as well if you go ahead and do that um, you can share that content and as we've touched on employer branding and that's sort of seven elements there as a starting point that you can you can differentiate your firm. Yeah. So as you mentioned about the name, I, I was looking at my upcoming calls for today. I usually do about 10 calls, speak to 10 different clients okay. every day all around the globe. And I'm looking at each of the uh, firm's names and it, it is all of a, it's, um, you know, firm name and company. It's the, the name of the owner and company name of the owner. And I'm like, Holy cow, that is a, just an easy starting point because that, that kind of, it could be a law firm or it could just be, it's not exciting. I totally get it. Yeah, I'm just looking here at all the different names. <laughs> so I didn't even think of that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. And and that, and so 10 calls, I just looked at literally seven of them and all seven have the owner name tied into it. So the problem is, is that they're not, they're not memorable. You wouldn't be able yeah. to go and recall that. Um, right. You know five or six days later but for your own firm integrity obviously you've gone through a naming process there because that is a, like an evocative name and so it, it's it's memorable so it's definitely something that has been overlooked um and and it should be given more consideration you know yeah now you mentioned about research that you've done um so how long you've been doing this and so, what are some of the trends and some of the um findings that you've uh, uh discovered yeah, sure. So um, it was in late 2019 that we finished up the research and we published it in early 2020. And like I say, we looked at um, 500 accountants, websites and branding um, in Essex uh, Kent and Cambridge, um, and as well as in the boroughs of London. And um, we looked at everything from what logo style did they have? Was it a word mark? Is it a graphic device? Is it um, an emblem? Is it a shield, for example? Um, or we looked at the color schemes of their websites, um, the color schemes of their logos and word marks. Um, how, how many Google reviews did they have? What social media platforms did they have? How did they approach naming, um, evocative naming, founder-based naming, et cetera, et cetera. And we looked at some technical Google, um, like, um, not rankings, we looked at a thing called Google Lighthouse, which gives you various scores. So I, I looked at those as well. Um, yeah, and, and call to actions, that was a, a big one. We, we 
I took the lead statements from 500 of the websites and I ran all of those sentences through, I never know how to describe this, like a like an engine basically that, that told me what the most popular words were in use in these position statements and um, and then it could sort of gave me an idea to understand what the most popular phrases were used on accountants firms as well and then um, we just compiled all of that um, into a, some, a 36 page report which you can download on the Prosper website it's free to download um, and it's, it's quite an interesting insight I, I, I don't think well there's no one else that's done it in, in the UK and it, it gave me a bit of a view onto how how accountants approach website design and and how they approach the brand identity really so which helps us advise clients what not to do if they want to differentiate their firms yeah yeah no um and, and speaking with clients you know we work with them with offshore staff but every day i get asked about uh, marketing, I get asked about um, IT consulting. And so they, they, the awareness is there. Um, they're starting to become more proactive about it and, and, and wanting to uh, make changes. And so, um, yeah, and everything you spoke about and the research too uh, is very valuable. So awesome that, you, that you've done that. And so wrapping, in wrapping up today, any final thoughts for our audience? Um, it's just some really insightful content. But yeah, any final thoughts today? I think um, just be braver with your branding. Don't don't just follow what has been done before. If you're yeah. working with an agency and, and you say, well, a lot of accountants have blue and grey and they say, well, that sounds like a great idea and they just do it. Um, they should be pushing back. You know, if you're hiring them as experts um, to help brand you, they should be pushing back on, on the sort of standard assumptions. Um, be, be braver with your naming. Um, remember that, you know, your brand isn't just your logo. Your brand is, is everything. So it's your colours. It's your name. Um, another biggie is um, photography. We see a lot of firms using very, very sort of lazy stock photography. And it would be nice to sort of up the game on that. If your photography is really, really poor on your website, I actually think it is condescending to the people that are visiting your, visiting your site as well. I mean, it can get that bad. I've written lots of articles on this, which you can find over on, on my blog. Um, but yes, um, differentiate yourself, um, focus especially on your meet the team pages and, and try and also resonate, your website needs to resonate with potential uh, staff as well as your customers. So have a look at like your employer branding, develop an employer branding um, value proposition and understand how you know a young person might the things they want to know and the reassurance that they might seek when they come to work with your firm um, and yeah all of everything I talk about like that just comes onto this banner of you know get your brand right and make sure you're deliberately differentiated from the next firm. Sure for sure absolutely well Ben thank you so much for taking time out and speaking to our audience today, really appreciate this. And I totally believe in the whole branding idea. I mean, I, I, I am very loyal to the brand and then looking at what, um, you know, some of the firms are doing now and, and, and there's, there's changes to be done, right? Yeah. And, and it, it's time to be creative, break the boundary and, and, and stand out, right? It's not just for um, uh, uh, other industries, it's for the accounting industry too. So yeah. let's go ahead and do it. And uh, so folks like you really appreciate it. All right. So uh, to our audience, thanks for listening in. Uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. But for now, everybody, take care. Be safe. Ben, thank you so much again. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye.